while tearing off a game of golf I may make a play for the caddy but when I do I don't follow through cuz hello everybody welcome back to another episode of murder unsolved murder cases I'm your host Neptune Howell and have a merry christmas um this won't be Chris. It won't be Christmas when this podcast comes out, but I would still like to wish everybody a wonderful holidays and a beautiful Christmas. So today's story we're going to be talking about is Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe was a very, very famous actress back in the 1950s, and her death was kind of one of those conspiracy theories, which is why we're talking about it on unsolved murder cases. Because there's people today who still believe that she was actually murdered and, excuse me, did not commit suicide. But we'll get more on that. But first we're going to talk about Marilyn when she was first born on June 1st, 1926 in L.A., California. And her birth name was actually Norma Jean Mortenser. Um, she remembered uh, her mother. She never knew her father. So her mother was taking care of Marilyn for the first couple of years of her life. And in fact, her mother actually tried to smother her with a pillow in a crib. Then she got put into foster care or an orphanage for most of her childhood. They really said that Marilyn did not have a good childhood because her mother was always neglectful and never really wanted her around. But in 1937, a family friend of Marilyn's mother took care of Monroe and was paid $20 a week. However, the family was extremely, extremely religious and they didn't allow the some activities like going to the movies. Transferred to the East Coast because of a job opportunity that the husband had. But they couldn't afford to bring Marilyn with. So she went back to de- daycare and got sexually assaulted by the so many on several occasions when she was seven. She even admitted that I forgot to add a trigger warning. There is going to be blood, death. Mentions of sexual assault and molestation being molested. When Marilyn was seven years old or 11 years old, she was molested and then by the age of 15, she dropped out. Uh, When she was 16, she wedded her um, high school sweetheart or boyfriend, Jimmy Dottery, in 1942. However, Marilyn's dream job was always to become an actor, and when her boyfriend or husband was deployed because he was a Marine, when he came back, she was already successful as a model. But in 1946, she signed her first movie contract, which she got a new name, Marilyn Monroe, and new hair because she kept bleach blonding her hair and got a new look. However, in 1946, Jeremy filed for divorce because he loved Norma and not Marilyn, because he never knew Marilyn, quotation marks. 
After the divorce, Marilyn Monroe suffered from preformist anxiety. She wasn't really a considered a star actress. And when she got her first movie contract, it was exciting for her, of course, and exciting for her. But what the producers slash directors agents saw in her was because of her hourglass figure and her breathy voice, quote unquote, from biography.com, which I will have all the credits listed in the um, information about this episode. So... So when she was, every time she would perform in her movies and, um, uh, just perform, she would suffer from performance anxiety, which actually made her physically ill, and she fainted a couple times. And most of her roles when she was, these movies was blonde hair women. Movies were absolutely successful, but by the 1950, mid-1950s, she got tired of playing that role because Marilyn was actually very smart and absolutely stunningly gorgeous. She got tired of playing those roles because that wasn't her. That was not who she was as a person. So she actually moved to New York and started studying acting with Lee Stardenberg at the Actors Studio. In 1954, she got married to a baseball player named DiMaggio, which about nine months, which after she died, he actually was delivering roses to her for the next 20-ish years. Miller, party, and really didn't have, they like were acquainted, and but they didn't really start having this affair until... And moved to New York. And in 1956, she married Miller. However, those couple, the couple did not really last that long because she had two marriages, two miscarriages, and was with pregnancy. So then they ended the divorce in January 20th, 1961. But in the 1960s, her life started falling apart with her bad movies such as Let's Make Love and The Misfits. And her death, which was 1962, there was rumors going around that Monroe was having an affair with JFK or John F. Kennedy or his brother, Robert Kennedy, and on saying to um, President Kennedy for his birthday, and he felt really honored and really special for that. However, but this is when the actual interesting stuff starts to happen. So on August 4th, 1962, um, Marilyn Monroe was discovered on her, in her house, lying on her bed, face down, and telephone in one hand. There were empty pill bottles everywhere, and there was bruises on her hips. And now this was all according to the autopsy report, and there was a lot of levity, in her face, which is where blood settles after you die. Um, but it was said her housekeeper, Murray, Units Murray, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing all these names wrong, said that an attorney general of Robert Kennedy quarreled with Monroe that night because it was said that Robert Kennedy 
was in um, Angeles the night that she died. And it was thought to believe, thought that, or Robert had actually killed Monroe. Doing research, and that's basically the story of Monroe, but now I'm going to talk about thoughts on her death. On the hips really don't make any sense. It does the telephone in the hand? Does Murray now? Let me talk about Murray first. He said that okay, Attorney General had quarreled with Monroe when he came over that night, and then another time he said that he just went in a room and locked herself in a room, answering the door. So then I went to go get someone and we broke down the door. And we found her dead. And when I was looking at the crime scene photos, there wasn't any open windows or anything like that. So how, to me, Murray wasn't really much, is not much of a source because he's telling two different stories that aren't really lining up. Because you would think if the attorney believed that this was meant to be a suicide. I don't think it was a suicide. This is on the hips, being naked in the bed, bottles all over the floor, and on her table. And her table was an absolute mess. I was looking at the crime scene photos. She was laying face down on her bed, and all the levity went to her face and her chest. And that's because she was laying face down when she died, which where is where the blood settled, which makes sense. But what doesn't explain to me, what the autopsy doesn't really mention much about, is the bruises. They don't said to believe that maybe John or Robert had killed Monroe because they didn't want their affairs getting leaked. Which, by the 1962, Marilyn was already in such a crappy place that her life was just falling apart, like... She spent the last year of her life just in her bed because her depression had hit really bad and she just couldn't really handle it anymore. And she was with three other people her, that night, the night she died, which was Murray, her psychiatrist, and her photographer. And supposedly the attorney general, though he was there in L.A., There's still, there's not really proof that he was there. It's like, there's not really proof that she was murdered. In fact, they could find more evidence that she got, she committed suicide, even though there's evidence around her that just doesn't add up that this is just a suicide. Bruises, the telephone in the hand, why is she naked? Why is she laying face down on the ground? Dead. Could it have been... John or Robert, or maybe they may have sent someone to come and, you know, kill her. Or, maybe it was a suicide, but maybe when John, John or Robert called Monroe, they were telling her, trying to blackmail her, saying something like, if you tell anyone this, we're going to personally have you killed or assassinated. And if you tell anybody about our affairs, well, they maybe they were trying to blackmail her. 
And so she just ended her life so she didn't have to worry about being blackmailed or being called names or whatever. Like, there's a lot of questions about this case that just doesn't really make any sense. And it was deemed as suicide because she overdosed because she took over 40 pills. But what about the bruising? Did she take the pills, fall down on the side of her hip as she was trying to get undressed? And then when she got back up, she just flayed face down on her bed. And I'm just coming up with scenarios of what could have happened. But there's no... It's just one of these things that just... Something just does not add up. I honestly do believe that the Kennedys may have something to do with it. Or it could be the ex. Or even her mother. Honestly, it could have been the mother. Maybe the mother was threatening to kill her. That's why she was, that's, she was calling someone or was about to call someone. Or she was trying to use the phone to defend herself. Again, I'm just throwing thoughts out there and I'm just trying to think of all what could have happened that night. Because there's something, there's more to this case than what the police are saying that there is. Now, will we ever know? Probably not. Because some cases just go unsolved. Some of these questions will never ever get answered. It's like the Cindy James case. Was it murder or was it suicide? There's not enough evidence. And that's the problem. I know that's just the problem with unsolved murder cases. But genuinely, I think she was being blackmailed. I think she was being blackmailed so she ended her life. Is my thoughts. Which I know sounds kind of, well actually no, because it happens quite a bit. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, I know, again, these episodes are so, like, they're more question-filled than actually solving them, but I'm just trying to bring my thoughts to each of these cases and just figure out what is going on. I only can get so much in my hands. I can only have so much. I can only access so much information before I get to a dead end. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for the listening to this month's episode of Unsolved Murder Cases. I'm going to see you next month and again have a wonderful Christmas. Spend time with your families and have a wonderful New Year's and whatever holidays you celebrate. I'll see you next month. If you guys have any suggestions for unsolved murder cases, or if you just want me to talk about a murder case, just um, 
pa- go to my Instagram or my Twitter, which is pineapples underscore 56. And I will see you guys next month for another case. Thank you so much for listening. He treats it so Ba 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 